Everybody, I had to stifle yet another burp on the podcast opening. We are your key items podcast, your local Southern Fire podcast, right here in Georgia. Um, yeah, it is kind of a trend. Um, hello, everybody. Um, we are sorry for the hiatus. There have been a lot of things and a lot of issues that I've been working on to try to get things up and running for the podcast and the channel in general, and um. We have some new things happening, and one of those new things will be happening in a few hours, actually, after this recording. Um, that being that... Oh, maybe a while after you listen, or a while before you listen to it. Yeah. yeah, way before you listen to this, because this episode will probably be posted tomorrow at the earliest. It will be edited and done with today, but posting may not even be until, like, freaking Monday. But anyway... Um, yeah. So, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Kiana's Podcast. How you doing? Um, we do have a good number of things to cover, but I do want to, again, want to apologize for all of the stuff and the holdups and stuff like that. We are starting up a Twitch channel for streaming and recording. Um, we're going to be playing a few different video games, but the first video games we'll be playing is Dark Deity. It is an SRPG made by fans of Fire Emblem. You can tell it as soon as you see it. So if you don't check us out live streaming tonight, which will be starting at 7 or maybe 7.30, I got to clarify, Eastern Standard Time. Would it be worth mentioning the date here? Um, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> Saturday the 19th of um, June and um, 2021, just in case you're listening to this. In case you're listening to in the years, in the future. In the future. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll be we'll be um, recording um, around seven or seven thirty. I have to double check on that time, and then also things may change based off of stuff that happens. But yeah, we'll be we'll be streaming for about an hour, two hours. It's our first stream. I know some of you guys are used to like six hour streamers and stuff like that. Um, that is because that is their main job. Um, and so I'm hoping that maybe this can transition to something, um, at least I know for me personally, um, that I can actively do, but yeah, so that's one of the big reasons I do want to apologize for that. Um, but I believe we'll be having better stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not just me here. I am your host James, but as always, I am joined by my Two compatriots, my two friends in crime here. We have Dustin. Say hello to everybody, Dustin. Hey, everybody. And Arnold. Hello, everyone. I'm here today. Yeah. So he says it as if he's not here. <laughs> I, maybe he's here. Maybe he's sometimes physically, but not in, in spirit or something. I particularly <laughs> never record without both of them. I know you people listening may realize that there's some podcasts you listen to where it's just like a three person group and one person's not there and then two people are recording. I don't do that mainly because I am one of those weird collective people where like I like everyone who's there usually to be there, but also um when I listen to the podcast and one person's gone, it's usually the funniest person of the group. And so it's like the two people I'm not there for talking to each other. And I'm just like, 
Well, this isn't fun. Um, <laughs> all the fun is just left the room. All the fun has left the room. Um, but anyway, so yeah, let's actually move into it. Today we do have a big gaming convo, um, which I will be facilitating for it because it's a pretty big game, but we'll get to that later. Let's first jump into our next issues. <laughs> Next Issues, as everyone knows, is a part of the podcast where we discuss the news of the week or the month, for that matter, for this one in particular, um, yeah. and kind of going over what's been up in the gaming atmosphere. I'm going to throw it at Dustin, then we're going to go to Arnold, and me and Arnold are going to close out on some of the stuff because a lot has happened. So, Dustin, go ahead. Let's keep it fairly brief here. I do want to mention a big announcement with the introduction of, I think it's pronounced Azuki, Izuki, Azuki, I think. Um, it's like red bean paste, actually. I had to remember what that word was. I knew it was familiar. Um, it's a new, uh, James actually pointed me uh, pointed this out to me. It's a new digital manga service. Um, and it's apparently their plan, the company that makes it is Curiculia Media Incorporated. Um, they're planning to release their app on June the 28th. So, like, roughly a week from the time of recording this. Uh, it'll be on iOS, Android, and web browser in English worldwide, except for Japan, because Japan probably has its own system for that. <laughs> yeah. um, Simulpub manga chapters shortly after they launch in Japan. Um, so, so like, kind of like the Shonen Jump app. Uh, their first partnership, which tells me they are probably going to try to pick up other publishers later, is Kodansha USA. And so... What you'll be able to do is you'll be able to read some chapters for free, which is what the Shonen Jump app does, and others will be available for a subscription fee of $4.99 uh, per month that you can read them without ads. Um, apparently, it's also going to have comment threads on each chapter. Yeah. Which I, 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 that's interesting, but also I, I can pass on comments. On so the comment thread, I think, is actually because on a lot of um, um, Grand Line sites. Yes, for a it, lot of manga reading sites. Have like a little comment area. Not, yeah, that are, that are um, of dubious nature. Mm -hmm. um, have comment sections, and I've actually occasionally looked at them. So sometimes people have weird things to say. Yeah, it's, it's always weird. But I think the but thing that... I don't think is YouTube comments that could grease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not usually that caustic. And I think the big thing that I, I take away from this is that so some of these manga are like a fairy tale and stuff like that for people who may not know where like these manga are. And fairy tale, I feel, and a lot of other more, they're not more, they're not adult manga, but they have much more like of that etchiness that Shonen Jump doesn't do anymore. Right. Um, in it, and it, you get that kind of access to a lot of these. Um, a little bit like, for instance, for those of you who may not know, usually when you think of Shonen Jump, I know a lot of you are like in your late teens, early twenties, but Shonen Jump is typically a aimed at like the like eight to seventeen year old or like sixteen year old. Um, while these are more aimed at like the fourteen or sixteen year olds to twenty year old. You know, um, and these are the kind of like manga. And, and of course, none of it matters depending on what you want to read. But that it's nice to have a more bigger variety and somebody's copying the Shonen Jump thing. Um, it's pricier than Shonen Jump. I can somewhat understand that since these are manga that are not as big as Shonen Jump manga are. Right. They're kind of like making up for. Right. Some 
sales that they haven't had yet. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, I may or may not um, dip in on that, but it's, it's, it's good to see yeah. it because it's easier now for people to have access to a larger degree of manga um, without having to pay the crazy amounts you have to pay for a volume. Um, but at the same time, not necessarily that you have to go to a grand line site, you know? But yeah. Yeah. I, I really like when there are uh, legitimate, but affordable ways to access. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I'm glad that we're seeing more when it comes to manga, at least in, um, the nerd stuff, but cool. Cool. Also on the note of anime, I have some news for Arnold in that, oh, okay. which is both good and bad because it's Crunchyroll, and I oh, know. No. But the good news is that Crunchyroll is getting Sergeant Frog into its catalog. I heard about that. Is this yeah. like just bringing all the old one back, or is this yeah, like it's on, th- on. They announced mm-hmm. that um, on Thursday six this week that they were going to add Sergeant Frog to their catalog. Mm, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I just realized everyone listening, if Arnold and Dustin just miraculously got louder, I was looking what? at my audio um, uh-huh. readings and I, <laughs> their volume was on the midway. So I just cranked it up to the same level as mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't sound any different to me, but I had noticed that we all have sounded a little bit funky um the other time so anyway that's just people listening if their voices just randomly got loud um that's what happened um but yeah cool okay sergeant frog um anything else you got there um that's most of what i got this week i think gonna keep it brief as most of the other stuff is more news that's sort of like oh i did want to mention funny funimation is expanding its uh market a little bit they're going to offer offer their programming in a few more countries chile uh peru and colombia mm-hmm. and oh yes all those uh everyone in south america ready to watch all that anime. oh yeah. yeah it is it's very big in south america mm-hmm. um anime is very big in south given yeah, it's actually at, funny at this point anime is big everywhere it really is because you can't. But it was see. it was big in Central and South America like for a long time. Yeah, it's been pretty big there for quite some time. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, Arnold, you want to jump into your news? Uh yeah. So we got uh, a little bit of news. So I'll just start with the short ones. Some people might care. Some people not, might not. Uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, for those who have forgotten about this game, I have already. Um, for a while, it was taken off the PlayStation Store because of the uh, abysmal quality on the previous generation of consoles, so PS4. Um, but apparently, it's returning. It will be returning next week. However, Sony has come out and have stated that um, even with the new update that CD Projekt Red is about to like send out, it probably won't run well on the PS4 still. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes, I guess. I, I'm not surprised at this. Um, I have never been more upset about being completely right about something from the get-go. I remember yeah. when Cyberpunk came out and everyone was like, oh, no. Or when the when the announcement came out and Keanu was on stage and everyone was like, oh, my God, it's the dude that dodges bullets. And I was like, look. No, no, no. It's the, it's the guy from Fortnite, James. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's honestly, I think Keanu's, I won't say reviving of his career, but just getting more in the spotlight after um, John Wick. Yes. Um, made everyone like re-love him or whatever and whatnot because he had a puppy next to him. And while Keanu's a nice guy, him appearing does not make a game good. And I remember no. like telling people, I was like, look, it at most will be a decent game. At most. And you know, I actually fun. remember mm-hmm. I actually remember uh I talked to a coworker about that, about the Suicide Squad movie. She's like, I love I love Harley Quinn. I'm like, well, does that one character make the whole movie good? No. No, it didn't. No, I was actually convinced her. I was actually able to convince her that no, that movie. I love Harley Quinn, and I don't like almost any live action representation of her. And um, you like Margot Robbie too. It's just yeah. the character. No. I just get. I think I'm tired of her. I I've, can behind that. I, There's a lot of. I'm getting kind of tired of. I think it's the fact that she pops up in everything. And you know a character I never crap on enough about? I always bring up Harley Quinn because that's my own personal favorite. But I'm sick of Deadshot. And characters yeah. like Deadshot. Any any man with a tragic past that uses guns. Um. So basically... Because Idris Elba's character isn't Deadshot. I don't think. I think he's someone else. He's somebody else. He's um, Bloodsport or something like that. Right. Which, basically, Deadshot. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> he's got a slightly different... Well, I think he's got a significantly different backstory. But he he's the same backstory. Power. Yeah. D- different, same power. Though. Yeah, different backstory. But yeah, so like... Um, yeah, I get sick of that. But anyway, um, yeah, good for you, Arnold. Getting people off that stupid movie train. Um, <laughs> yeah, what Sometimes else? you gotta say people okay. from themselves when it comes to bad movies yeah <laughs> but um so with the oculus games uh apparently since you know every people who don't know facebook bought the oculus mm-hmm. um and so apparently the oculus vr headset i think two specifically mm-hmm. um facebook is testing out in like in-game ads so you'll have in-game ads in your face in vr to look at while you're playing vr games of course. The future is now, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Facebook has stated that it's up to the game developer to insert these ads into their game. I highly doubt that. I'm pretty sure Facebook be like, uh, I know we said that, but make sure you add them. But, you know. It's like, you know, you don't have to add them, but there's a lot of fees to pay. And mm-hmm. we can make some of those disappear if you do add. Mm-hmm. And what's what's what makes me more mad is that you're buying it's not cheap. It's like four hundred dollars. You're buying hardware and you're still getting ads in it. And also let us note that it's not like buying a console where no. you buy it and then you have your console that you play the game on. You're buying a peripheral <laughs> to use on your PC that can also play games. You're buying an and, expensive controller. Well, hold on. I think I think the VR two is different because it can hold storage. But like in general, that's how VR. Yeah, VR's headsets work like that. You need a good computer to run and games. As as we were discussing a little bit before the podcast, good luck getting one of those right now. Right. To be a <laughs> um, people have been. Uh, you know what? We'll make a small segue because Dustin brought it up. There have been a lot of scalpers lately in the nerd sphere. 
Um, I was talking yesterday with my little brother's friends about one of them wanting to get into Pokemon cards. And um, he was like, yeah, I just wanted to go like buy some Pokemon cards because I kind of wanted to get back into that and stuff. But like they were out of Pokemon cards. And this has been happening, um, we'll mention later on, but the new whole, the new Metroid game, you know. Mm. You, you guys know Metroid, Metroid, Metroid that right. game that no one talks about until a new one comes out. Then everyone's apparently a fanboy of Metroid all of a sudden. and Except me. Except, except Arnold. Fan. Arnold is the only person. <laughs> I consistently bring this person, up in our friend group. Because there's a, there's a person in our group that constantly acts like they're that person. But Arnold's the true, legit one mm. who has always been behind Metroid. Since the day he's played Metroid, he's loved Metroid. Mm. But I see so many fucking posers and shit. And here's a funny thing. Why? I don't, don't... This is not a diss to Metroid. And this is not a diss to Arnold and real fans of Metroid. Why is everyone jumping on this train? Like, if you weren't a fan of it before, what's... Like, it, these are people... It's because oh, go ahead. People, be, people be forgetting that old... Nintendo has that one strong female character no, that no one else has. No, I think it's because Nintendo has that one badass character that everyone looks at and is like, oh, that character can take on the other characters from, like, Sony. I I, I think it's that stupid. I think it's that simplistic. Like, it could be, like, they want people who want to be Nintendo fans, but they also got to have that fandom. Like, they got to like the cool character. Oh, like oh Dustin, my brother, my flesh and blood was talking to me during the Nintendo Direct. Uh-huh. Him and his friends literally said, oh, it's nice to see Nintendo making a game that isn't Mario, because that's stupid, because they make like a thousand of those. And I was, you know, I was like, eh, okay, whatever, they've made other games, you just don't look up or read that. However, not but... Five minutes after they did the Metroid reveal and then they started talking about Mario Golf and stuff, they all started talking about how we should all play the game. And I, <laughs> I, I could not it's, it's make cool this up. They don't make Mario. It's, it's cool that they're making something besides Mario. Why do they always make Mario? Hey, let's play the new Mario. Right. They literally, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even bring it up to their attention because I did not want to fight. But I sat right there and was like, you guys didn't even give it a whole 30 minutes. You got excited as soon as it came on screen. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with liking Mario. Just stop stop complaining don't about act it. Like you don't. Right. Don't act like you don't. Just like like stop acting like like when you hear yaha, like you don't get a little excited. Um, but anyway, that was a bit of a tangent, but like I come all the way to this is because my generation and some of like generation older generation Zers have been purchasing up probably some Gen Xers in there too. Let's be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been like pur- purchasing. Yeah, that's true. A lot of the later Gen Xers um, have been purchasing up all of this stuff that's nerd media, like video cards, Pokemon cards. Um, like the the new Samus game came out. That's why I was mentioning Samus earlier. Everyone that sold for originally eighty dollars, and people are scalping it and selling it for two hundred and thirty eight plus. 
Yeah, for the special edition. For the mad. special but, edition. Because I, I, want, I wanted to get that. I'm like, I was getting a pre-order of that. It's to the degree that there's a indie RPG, Chris Tales, that's coming out this month, I think, or next month. I really want that game. It's gorgeous. I really want to play it. Um, and I wanted to buy the collector's edition. I don't have a lot of money, and it was $100. And I was like, well, not getting that. Um, it comes with a lot of good stuff. It comes with an art book. It comes with mm-hmm. like a plushie and everything. It's it's gorgeous. Oh my god, the game is beautiful. But even my brain was like, I think I have to buy this because then I'll never be able to get it because it'll be they'll someone will scalp it and then sell it for four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um. But anyway, go ahead, Arnold. Okay, and the last two were kind of um, the same bad thing happened. So even though I was just um, I was just talking about how CD Projekt Red did mess up, um, they also had some bad stuff happen for people who have forgotten about the uh, the ransomware attack that happened uh, to them a couple was it like a month ago. Was yeah, it a month yeah, ago? something like that. A couple months ago, um, you know, people stole their um, their game source code, but apparently also. Um, the hackers also might have uh, compromised the employee data, so it might be online, unfortunately. No, I don't, also, like, I don't like that. I don't like that in general, but I especially don't like that because angry people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm, lately yeah. are very, like, even worse than usual in terms of some things. Yeah. 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 Too many people out there with pitch. I'm going to need them to put them down. They belong in a haystack. <laughs> <laughs> like no like it's it's true like this is dangerous stuff and it's um it there's no point in getting this upset over a game because one the game's not even good but like there's and that's not and that's not a reason by the way to get excuse set out of the game either oh i was so excited for it and it wasn't good yeah this is life sometimes you get hyped for things and then Sometimes the PR, why do the PR you guys, team for the company is really good. Why do you guys think on this podcast I am the most naysaying bitch out of the three? I'll tell you why. I'm probably the one that was most excited about video games as a child out of the three in this. Probably. And mm-hmm. over time, I slowly realize that they be playing my ass like a fucking flute. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just thinking of that that thing I sent you earlier about our, our currency here is disappointment and everyone's rich. Yes, <laughs> it's my life. Um, but yeah, so I am I am worried about the safety of these people because the hashtag gamers, um, our gamers TM, are 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 garbage monkeys, like. <laughs> They just are. They just treat people poorly for no reason. And like, I don't, I don't know how people operate like this. I don't know how you wake up in your day and you go, you know what? You know what? You know what? And the person's friends next to them sipping their their latte going, what? And they go, fuck this person. The, the person that designed the hair of the characters? Yeah, fuck them. Did, 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 did they overcharge you for the game and get get their salaries docked? No. But fuck them. 
And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like it's just, it's just that I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, I, I hope they are doing some measures to keep these people safe. I hope it's at the cost of the CEOs and upper management. It probably be won't like be. cough up some money there, get them some good, good security, and mm-hmm. help yeah. them relocate if they need to. Yeah. But okay. Um, what else, Arnold? Uh, last but not least, there's also been another. Uh, this happened last week. Apparently, hackers have also stolen uh, source code from EA specifically about their uh, FIFA 21 and the Frostbite engine itself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but that's just it. Apparently, there's been no compromise of personal data. Okay. So now, someone's like, gonna rela- re- release. Someone just gonna buy this data. FIFA. 2021. Um, yeah, like it's so far, if it's no one's personal data being leaked, I'm okay with because it's FIFA and they make hand over fist. Um, so I'm less I'm I'm less worried about that. Um but yeah, a lot of hackers out there lately. Um, I, I, just, I, I make this joke though, by the way, because there are so many weird knockoff games in certain markets. It's bizarre. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I legit saw like y- y'all y'all know I've mentioned Epic Seven before. I legit have seen this game where someone is definitely like data mining that game and like drawing over some of the animations to make their own like knockoff game for a certain market. <laughs> it's mm. because they use really easy to manipulate static like yeah models and sprites and drawings. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did want to mention though, real quick. Um, when Janice, you're talking about like scalpers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I do want to bring up that some big companies are also doing that. Um, specifically surprised. for the for graphics cards. Um, apparently, when the 3070 Ti launched, mm-hmm. which is like the new graphics card Nvidia brought out, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people could not add it. Uh, specifically, this is about Best Buy. Um, apparently, it was on the website page. As mm-hmm. soon as you added it, though, it said sold out. Mm-hmm. But even scalpers have said that none of them were able to. And that somehow these got into Best Buy's marketplace and they're still selling high. Wow. The That's weird. I don't know what's I don't that I don't even be... want to speculate on that one. because so, I don't know what's going on there. That so I already feel there should be gross fines against like scalpers as individuals. But if companies are doing that. Like, you should be forced to. Get you know what? That makes me wonder if somebody like somebody. I don't want to assume this, but it makes me some wonder if somebody like working within the company is like exploiting yeah. their system. You know oh, what I mean? I'll because assume they, for you, because I think that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think some yeah. employee somewhere. <laughs> Like, mm, I'll just get all the. I can buy this early because I know when it's going on sale. Yeah, like so. Okay, um, I've been noticing this trend. Um. Well, even then, okay, I met a very, 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 very nice person who worked at GameStop. So let's not at this person. I was okay. there the other day with uh, my fiance and her, I mean, my, um, um, I was going to say stepbrother, brother-in-law. And um, he was getting some pops, we were getting some pops. And the, the woman working there, they had a, an Azula uh-huh. Funko Pop. Now, <laughs> Azula, Azula 
is me and my fiance's favorite avatar character and he knows this we won't get into the issues of my brother-in-law <laughs> in his selfishness right now we'll, we'll just move past that because i could do a whole podcast on that ass but um she had this azula pop behind her desk and she was saving it to buy it for herself. It was never on display. So if she's doing that for a tiny little Funko toy, what's everyone else doing for really expensive hardware? Yeah, you know? it's true. It's true. So yeah. I will I will say it was probably not the dude that waited on me at Best Buy the other day because he was he was like the poor like greeter dude who has to ask everybody, "Hey, can I help you with anything?" Yeah, I think the I think the typical average Best Buy employee isn't doing it, but I know someone has to be. There's doing someone it. there. Yeah, There's yeah. somebody who's like, "Yeah, graphics card. I'm gonna sell these things three times the price." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all right, all right then. It's um, okay. I've heard the 37 Ti. Oh, honestly, <laughs> when I think about it nowadays, I'm just like, why not just buy the later models down the line? Yeah, I'm still it's, using a video card right it's, it's now. Be, it's because ago. Hmm? the companies are making are using the silicon to make the old. They no, just no, I make- mean like you know once they either go for resale or like mm-hmm. they've been are like you know a company just has it and it's like they've never sold this particular. The oh, ones that are like the back, the the back stock. The oh, the OEMs, yeah. Oh, we've got like now the five thousand series. So the three thousand series. It's nobody wants this anymore. So right. um, I'll I'll vulture that. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, Um, moving on from that, we'll hop yeah. into the last part of the news. Um. There have been quite a lot of game announcements. There's been the Summer Game Fest. There's been <laughs> E3. And um, there's also <laughs> been um, the Nintendo Direct. Now, I've paid attention to... But most... James, hold on. You forgot about the IGN exclusive. <laughs> what? You, you said, I like how... You said letters. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Alphabet soup. It sounded like three letters in IGN. That spells ass, right? Anyway... Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, um, there's been lots of gaming announcements, and we won't go through every single one of them. Um, I completely didn't care about E3. Summer Games Fest got boring most of the time. Um, The only one, funny enough, that felt alright was Nintendo, and even then, I got bored midway through Nintendo's presentation. Um, Given Nintendo's was all release information, so there was that. Um, Arnold, where do you want to start? Excuse me. Uh, we can talk about Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderland. Mm, okay. Because I know you have quite a bit about it. I... Uh, Tiny Tina's. Oh, I was gonna go ahead. Go ahead, say go ahead. Sorry. So for people who are wondering, this is not a DLC like the Borderlands Two, the D and D campaign that featured Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina's Wonderland is going to be a separate game mm-hmm. that um that Two K and Gearbox are going to work on. Okay, so exclusive to the Epic Store. Okay. So now that you brought this up, yeah, exactly. Um, now that you brought this up, I wanted to point something out. I've been reading some articles about that's been making me the grumpiest old nerd ever. So the Tiny Tina thing is clearly based off of the Tiny Tina DLC for Borderlands 2, which is actually good right. DLC. I yeah, it is. 
It's mm-hmm. good. And it was and the reason I say it's good is because it happened in its own vacuum. At the time, D&D was being played by quite a lot of people, but it was still its own niche thing. You know, it was people will still go, "Oh, you play D&D? Like you're still a super nerd." And whether or not people appreciate it or not, it was still its own thing. It had its own identity. It was just not this mainstream nerd phenomenon, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but People, come on, look what happened with comic books once they got big. Comic book movies are coming out every other month, but no one's buying comic books. I'm just, you know, pointing out the obvious here. Um, And the thing that is the big thing about that was that it was a DLC and it just happened. It It felt like something that someone just really wanted to do. It felt like a project of, you know, they wanted money, but it was clearly done with some love for D&D. In the character Tiny Tina. This new game is a standalone game, I assume going to be a shooter, that has a lot of big-name Hollywood actors as the voices of these characters, which is always a bad sign. Nothing against these actors. Um, But that means there's a lot of money going into this, and it makes you wonder why a lot of money is going into this. And how much money are they going to expect to get back? back. And what, what are they going to shortcut to pay these people exactly and, i mean well yeah i guess we'll just have this in in the game yeah and the game is going to be the whole game is about that it's a whole Dungeons and dragons universe basically directed by tiny tina um that seems like that would get old right that's the thing tiny tina is a meme that means she's not as funny if she keeps doing stuff you know she, she works yeah and I think the thing is, is that Tiny Tina is like the fan favorite character that everyone likes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm, you can yeah. do a lot of fourth wall breaking stuff. She's Deadpool. She's the True. Harley Quinn. I was she's thinking the Joker. That, that, that. Like she's your comical, nefarious type character. She's not really evil. She's just kind of crazy. Um, and, and like that's the thing that's happening with this. And the reason I have a problem with this, the thing that actually boils me over isn't the Tiny Tina being overused. That's whatever. I think the actress does a great th- um, job with her voice. Um, I didn't like how her and her brother became such a big thing for a hot minute. It was so annoying. Um, her brother, by the way, worked on Borderlands too. That's why. Uh, <laughs> um, I think he was a writer. I think he was a writer for the game. Um, and nothing against their work or anything like that, but like with a lot of things, I get annoyed when everyone is on it. It just makes it depreciate. Um, it feels it feels very commercialized. Then, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like when that when you go to this nice local restaurant and it's really good, but then like everybody starts going there, and so they get like overcrowded and rushed, and like it's not. Really or you know, you go to a really good um, restaurant that has really good Mexican food, and then a lot of people come around who like to gentrify neighborhoods, and they say the food's too spicy, so they take all the good spicy food <laughs> off the menu, and then you have this crap cauliflower taco. Um, I'm not I saying where this is, but I, I live in the Atlanta is. area, and if you guys know a really good Mexican restaurant that's around a gentrified area... Yeah, no one talking about. Um, anyway, uh, moving forward from there, my big issue is is that when it comes to, um, I was going to say when it comes to tacos, um, when, it when, comes it comes to, to taco, when it comes to tacos, when it comes to tacos, tacos <laughs> you get rid of those flower tacos. 
yes. Get um, those out of my store. I don't want them. Those are not for Mexico. Um, but what I was going to say, when it comes to these video games and utilizing D&D, I actually read an article recently that said the future of d the future of D&D, I, I have to stop when I say this because I think about it in my head. But the future of D&D is in video games. No. Let me tell you how weird that sentence and how the ignorance of video games and D&D in general comes to be when you hear that sentence. First off, D&D should never have a future in video games because then it's not D&D. It's just a video game. Yeah. And, it's, and, and mm -hmm. guess what? You motherfuckers. Those already exist. Final Fantasy, The Witcher, Dragon Age. They're, they're, they're literally D&D campaigns. Friggin' Rogue. Like the Rogue. original Rogue. The original from Rogue. Like the 80s or 90s. Yeah. There are plenty of games. There are video games of D&D out there. What makes There's even D &D, a D and D official like game, right? What makes D and D D and D, and I firmly believe this, um, is the role playing aspect. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's because what else would you if you take the role playing out of D and D? It's Halloween. If you take <laughs> the if you take the physical like person and connection and group out of it then it's just a video game with fantasy. It's just elements. an MMO. Right. It's just an MMO. So it's the the Tiny Tina thing is just showing more exploitation of D&D. Yep. &D. Um, particularly now, I think it's no surprise when you think of the Epic um, Games individuals that the, the higher ups are trying to exploit this. And Borderlands as a whole drastically changed after like the pre-sequel as far as like like going from just a game to now using meme culture and hype culture, yeah, sort to, of a franchise to, thing, right? To f push it up, and I I really feel that they're using Tiny Tina because they they probably looked at the reviews and saw that not a lot of people loved Borderlands Three. Um, they said it was okay, but it just didn't break any walls. Um, and they're I wanting mean, to, especially not the just... fourth one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say, Arnold? I mean, from what I've heard, it's just Borderlands, just more Borderlands. Right, it's just more Borderlands, and I mean, which I don't mind, but then you know, if it's the same game, why the sixty dollars? Right, I could see the issue with too much Borderlands because there's only so many times where someone can go, uh, the sword talks and he talks really annoyingly, and it's like, I mean, the gun talks, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's cute, but if I hear rat tat tat tat, -tat one more time, I'm throwing this gun away. <laughs> That I remember people used to try to sell the game to me about that gun in Borderlands 2, and I got it, and the gun was great for like two hours. Then I heard you were like, I'm gonna throw this gun in the trash. I said, This motherfucker going rat tat 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 every time I shoot it. I was like, Get, get rid of this gun. Like, I, we're just gonna put it in the locker because I know you do damage, but not now. Yep. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> moving on, Arnold. <laughs> uh, Can I play muted? Can I do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna mute the game. Um, we could talk about, I know you don't really, uh, like this version of Metal Slugs, but Metal Slug Tactics is also yeah, announced. I'm, I, I'm legit actually going to probably play that game. Oh my like, god, I can't believe Dustin's saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I like little goofy strategy games, uh, and so. 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how much they want to like gouge me for it, and that will that will depend. I, I, like, how it goes. I like I strategy games. I love strategy games. I just don't need it in Metal Slug With form. Metal Slug. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like when they launched that new Contra game. And it was you had to wait and reel for your gun to yes. cool down. Yes. Yeah, like, that that yeah, all about. but it no. feels similar in the, the yeah, way yeah, I can get it. that. Like you're taking out the element of the game that makes it that game. Like okay, it's true. Imagine playing a Mega Man game or original one, like an X R. You're right. Yeah, I like how you had to pause for a minute. It's like wait, right, right. I was gonna say actually, when you look at, I'm I'm trying to make sure. Actually, no, you can use all Mega Man games for this. The only one that's an exception is maybe Legends. Um, it's like playing a Mega Man game and you not being able to take the abilities of the bosses. Hmm. It's that was the main staple. That's the staple. It's literally. Or not be able to use weapons that exploit boss weaknesses. There right, right. Or, because you can do that in Battle Network and Legends. It's just different. So no, yeah. so I was gonna say Battle Network, you technically take the boss's powers. That's oh, yeah, why I didn't the, that's in why the later I, ones. Yeah. That's why I didn't want to include Battle Network, because in Battle Network, you do actually get to use hell. At one point, you get to use the actual boss characters. Yeah. So, the, so I was going to say the chips for that. even in the first one you get the chips. Right, that's what I was going to say. The chips, mm-hmm. the chips count basically as a, I got your powers. Like it's yeah. the same mechanic. Legends, I wanted to say no because the mechanic in Legends is to augment your own weapons yourself. Yeah, you build some weapons. Um, and so you craft weapons. Right. So I was going to say I only want to say that. But in all every other Mega Man game, you take the abilities of the the bosses. That's the whole reason you have these different elemental bosses and stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, it will be like that. And so I guess when it comes to Metal Slug, after years and years of waiting, they're saying, "Hey, hey." Kid, you played that Neo Geo arcade machine and um back in the and 90s, SNK and SNK and you 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 plugged up that that metal slug and you hopped around and you shot them them Nazis. How would you like to do that at point eighth of the speed hmm? and tactically think about everything you do? I think it would have been better if they had launched like a more normal version of the game it's like oh here's a little spin-off of this yeah i feel like the lack of a good metal slug in a while that's like a regular metal slug game makes it worse that is what bothers me that's yeah. actually what bothers me if they would if they had been like hey we got metal slug tactics and also metal slug 8 that would have been better right right but yeah. you know whatever we'll apparently have- one is in the works but they haven't talked about it in a while so i'm i'm it's okay. We'll have, we'll have Dan's Dan's revolution for Metal Gear Solid soon too. Um, Not gonna lie, with Kojima, I would believe it. If he's still working for them, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, Arnold, what else you got? Dance, dance, Metal uh, Slug Revolution. We could get, we can skip this trending. No one cares. No. Uh, real quick, it's the, the director's cut. There you go. He makes a reference. He makes a. He gets in a box. Ho ho he 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 in box. Oh, he get out box. He places the box back in the. The little thing, and he walks on. What you talking about? That's Death Stranding. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Um, ah, you mean <laughs> you mean Amazon Delivery I mean, Man a- yeah. Simulator 2021? Yep. Okay. I don't like that game. Oh, go ahead, Arnold. Next is um, Sable. Sable was was a. It kind of looked like uh, Breath of the Wild. It takes 
place in like a desert area. Um, yeah, I've seen a little bit of Sable. It looked interesting. I yeah. liked the musical. The musical, the lady, the she sang well. Mm-hmm. But um, like there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't much. Granted, they did say they're gonna show more on the next stream. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, Sable um, looks fun enough as it is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I do like the art direction. Yes, it's some people think it's too plain, uh, but no, that's fine. No, I I like some freaking plain shit at one point. Uh, it's too woof. Anyway, yeah, I'm actually gonna be watching Sable in the future. See how that goes. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution. There was literally no uh, gameplay in that trailer. It was just a movie trailer, so we can skip that. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum was there, oh, I guess. He's um, also they're trying to mean the mm-hmm. crap out of him. Yeah. Uh, Lost Ark is an MMO between Amazon Games and uh, Smear Gate RPG. I, I might I might have said the first name wrong. I, I wrote it down weird. Okay. Uh, it looks okay. Mm-hmm. It's very the camera angle for it for some reason looks like it's top down like Diablo or Torchlight, which is weird for MMO RPG. That is RPG. a little weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually you can move the camera wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Um. It's meh. Yeah. In my opinion. Meh. Yeah. Uh, COD. Black Ops 4. Skipping. No one, we can skip that. <laughs> uh, Free Guy Movie. We can skip that. Skipping. <laughs> uh, okay. This is a little shout out uh, to Inner Sloth, the people who made Among Us. Um, they made a little joke at themselves because they said, we after all this is done, we can tape and, uh, take a nap. I need y'all to sleep. Y'all mm-hmm. work too much. I think it's like a, only a three person. Mm. Who work on? Hmm. Um, but they're making like a new map, some new modes. Cool, cool. I know some people like are hating the game now, but that's because of other people. Don't blame the. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the game has done anything wrong. It's just it's been memeified by some. Yeah, people it's just been memeified by too many people. I have to make sure I tell people that, and I have to tell myself that sometimes because there's a lot of things I don't like because of the community and not the actual product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in Sloth, they have it's just it's just the too many memers out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Chicory, which is like a painting kind of game. Um, that came out on the was... Switch, right? Uh, it might have. There was a game sure. recently where you could color in like art and stuff. That's been um making a big it's called buzz. Chicory, a colorful tale by Finji. I think that is the one. Um. You were playing as like a dog person. Yeah. And you have a paintbrush. Yeah, I think that's the And one of the cool yeah. mechanics I saw was he got on top of like this like sand pillar, mm-hmm. drew a line next to it that was blue, and it was actually an animal under it that lifted the pillar and it started eating at the paint and it followed the paint. Oh, that's cool. Huh. And that's so he went from one so he went from one area to the next area because he got carried up. Huh. I'm I'm glad there's games like that out. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of Zelda in a weird way. Like, the view, and um, it's much different because it's got the paint things, and it's very mm-hmm. colorful. Um, it's actually an interesting blend of, like, black and white and then also color. Mm-hmm. But the, like, top-down view and the way the, the cliffs and everything are elevated reminds me of, like, Zelda. Yeah. Um, there's a sequel to Salt and Sanctuary. It's we called can, Salt and Sacrifice. We can skip that one. Um... Let's let's okay. kind of get to the big ones. Um, to the big for ones, a okay. Time, 
Um, uh, we could talk about this real quick, though. I know you don't like any of the Vampire of the Masquerade. Oh, my God. I know what you're going <laughs> to say. Uh, the Blood Hunt. You know, we all love vampires because they should be shooting all these guns at people. Let's get Blood so Hunt in Redfall out of the way. Redfall. So there's two video games. There's actually three wait, wait. vampires. Why would you correct yourself? Oh. <laughs> already bad um um there are three i think vampire the masquerade video games being made and then there's another video game with vampires in it called red fall mm-hmm. they are all except for one which i just didn't like how it looked they are all taking the vampire the masquerade the role-playing again we get back to people exploiting role-playing games um the role-playing game series and turning in the, into this hyper-violent world. Now, Vampire the Masquerade has never been tame by any means. <laughs> um, I've played the original video games and I've done the role-playing games, the um, tabletop RPGs for a while. But the point of the literal word, the masquerade, in Vampire the Masquerade, is secrecy. Why are they building a battle royale? It's, it's hip, James. It's all the cool kids are playing it. And it's like... It's... Literally, in the, in the, the, the rules of the masquerade, you are murdered if you do something like this. And this isn't just like some old man interpreting the force wrong or something like that. No, no, no. The whole point... Of the whole story of Vampire the Masquerade is to be a vampire without getting too many humans involved. <laughs> um, including having your little like um, inner wars and stuff like that. It's it's dumb. Um, Redfall is about the same, except you play as... It's like a Left 4 Dead, but bad. You play as like these quirky, semi-badass young mid 20 year olds who all like say crap and speak in memes and everything like that and they they are very relaxed about fighting vampires um and they are huh just i'm just remember the trailer that the the sniper man who's invisible runs to the front like yes he runs up with a sniper rifle (laughs) he turns invisible but why are you running up with a sniper man in in the 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 very very black woman they want you to know she's black so bad it's like they mentioned that she's black they didn't mention she was black but she had gigantic hoop gold earrings on listen you can be as black as you want to you're fighting vampires in a post-apocalyptic world you're not worried about your hoop earrings james i actually think and Two of those vampire game trailers. They have both the have. Black like, yes, the black have women, froze. Yes, they both. The, I, I didn't want to mention it because I didn't want to just sound like I was mentioning. But no, they, the the two black women have froze, and they are like these aggressive in your face characters. And I'm like, guys, whoever told you that that's black power has never met black people. We come in many different shapes and sizes. And all of us, even if we're fighting vampires, aren't up in the front. Some people are in the, are in the sniper roots. Some people in the back. Don't know I want to fucking run up to a vampire? Like, 
we gotta already run from the cops. Like, <laughs> and they can't turn to dust and mist. <laughs> um, but like, it 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 is bad. I really have a problem with these games. Um, on a fundamental level, but that's just me. That's just me. Um, why why do people buy licenses to do nothing with the license except slap it on the on the the game? You know what I mean? Exploitation. Just the hype. I guess. But it's not like Vampire the Masquerade is like, oh, it's like Marvel. Everybody's going to recognize it. Let me tell you. Oh, wait. I know what it is. It's the same thing with D&D. It's Mm. like, oh, it's a big D&D thing. It's like D&D. It's just like D&D. And the vampire appeals to the more um, eclectic like nerds. Yes. And it appeals to people who are too cool to like D and D because D and D is right, so mainstream. Right. But it, Vampire yeah. the Masquerade is not mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's different, you know. And then they read the rules for Vampire. And it's it's like, those Welcome. people that are like, "Hey, you want something to drink?" It's like, "No, I don't drink Coke or Pepsi. I drink RC Cola." It's- <laughs> and it's also it's also for people. No, not for it's not for these people. I, I, I correct myself for that. But playing a vampire is the sexy thing. Um, I remember telling a bunch of my players, I was like, hey, we're going to do a world in uh, a game in World of Darkness one day. And they were like, okay, we're, we're all going to be vampires. I was like, all of you? And they're like, yeah, I want to be a sexy vampire. I was like, there's only like three factions that guarantee you're hot. And like all of vampire. But then also I was just like, sure, you're a sexy vampire. Do you know how many rules you got to follow in this game? Like, um, um, so yeah, it was, and, and, and I played a game where I had to let them go hunt and like, like feast or famine, like as we did a one shot and none of them knew how to hunt accurately because they, they thought it was just like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> come with me. And it's like, no, <laughs> like that's not how that works anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but let's move on from there. Um, uh, go ahead, Arnold. So just two, I want to chat out or talk about two of the small indie games, talk, the art ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Planet of Lana, hand-painted game. Hope that game does well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the one with the boy and the little dark creature, and there's like the things from space coming down, the robots. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to play that one. That one looks good. I'm into that, that crazy one, indie yeah. shit. That one's pretty good. And then this other one, Vocabulantis. That's all stop motion. <laughs> oh, you told me about this. I haven't seen it, though. It looks me. so What's good. What's it called again? Sorry. Uh, Vocabulantis, but it's a K instead of a C. Sounds for like vocab. a learning game. Uh, um, <laughs> no, no, it reminds me of, like, freaking frog fractions here or something. For, exactly. for people who don't know, stop, uh, stop motion is basically, like, they have a figure... And every like centimeter is one movement, and they have to take a photo. Arnold's just talking to you, Gen Zers. <laughs> yes, because everyone known else knows back before <laughs> the day of everything is CGI. Right they used to do things yeah. that were original. Well, not nothing against CGI, but they used to do a lot more creative things. No, yeah. no, some stuff against uh, CGI with different so, techniques. I'll take because, stop motion over CGI. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, uh, Vocabulantis looks very good. I hope it doesn't crash because that's a lot of work. To- yeah, that's uh, a that's an expensive project. 
It's a lot of passion, though. You can see it in the guy who's talking in the trailer. You don't do uh, stop motion if you're not passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Instead, um, you overwork some poor creative artist in CGI. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, uh, we can skip everything else. Uh, Back for Blood. They mm-hmm. like they showed like some new monster archetypes. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. It's like this big. big uh, they didn't show what that did. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I know we said we're going to be playing that one. Uh, Elden Ring. So yeah, I want to talk about that game. <laughs> I know James. I want to talk about James. So I saw it. Uh, uh, honestly, when I first saw the whole trailer, I wasn't really that impressed. I thought from software, um, would do better. It looked to me in my eyes, it just looks too similar to the Dark Souls franchise. Um, especially after Sekiro, because Sekiro looks com- different That's and true. it plays different than the Dark Souls series. But I also think the ha- that decision also had to come with like George R. R. Martin because being on the team. Heck, um, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure like when they were both working on that game, it was like the end. I of think the you use life. the term "working" very loosely when J.R. is involved. So I agree. After Arnold said this, so we 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 rewatched it. So my first impression: remember, I played all the games, but I'm more of a cursory, like kind of casual type when it comes to Dark Souls. I play them. I I'm done with them. I don't care enough to talk about them. Um, but Arnold's much more of a hardcore player when it comes to these games. And mm. when I watched it at first, I was like, mm, this does look good. This looks pretty. Um, but I didn't feel inclined to ever play it. You know, mm. it, it looks good. Is it a game that you would watch Arnold play? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yes. I'd watch Arnold play this all day, but I'm not lifting a controller. To do anything on this, I game. should I should specify this is supposed to be like an open world, right? It's an game. open world one. Um, just think of like, I got everyone's comparing it to Breath of the Wild now because Breath of the Wild is so. I good. am so sick game. of that shit. It's ah, oh, they did it with but Dark Souls. They do it now with Breath of the Wild. It's everything that's open world. It's it's. Let's use the other game that happened before it. Go ahead, Arnold. But uh, it is it is open world. There's like horseback and stuff. Uh, apparently, multiplayer is gonna be even like better than their their previous games, which I hope is true. Cause... I love to see what that means because if it's open world and people can drop in at any point, that's a programming. <laughs> uh, remember Fallout seventy six? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me. That sounds like you're saying you're making basically an MMO that has well, random effects. Hold what hold you're hold telling hold me on. is that... sorry. Go ahead, on. It's the difference is that they try to add like more than I think like they had to try to add like 20, 30. From, I think at minimum, there's like probably going to be like eight players or not min- maximum eight players in one world. And because that and their other games, I think the most I've seen is like. Yeah, there's not a lot in the other ones. And I, <laughs> and, and I am I am just kind of messing around, but um. What I do take from what Arnold has said is that it isn't as impressive as it should be. Yeah, there's a lot. Even like the assets, I can clearly see. Yeah, Arnold a lot. Dude, I pointed those out real hard. There's a lot of reused assets that I saw for Elden Ring that they've taken out of three. There's literally an armor set 
That's from the- I I will honestly say this. I think from software needs to do something else. I think they should make a really happy like Or do you think they're gonna go back like, to Mecca? Say what? Sorry that again. I said you wanna go you want them to go back to making mecha games? Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> well, <laughs> something yeah, different something for a little different bit. Because Otherwise it gets too formulaic. It's everyone, like... yeah, everyone knows what's coming. Like, <laughs> we know there's gonna be some Eldritch horror. We know someone's going to die because George R. R. Martin is writing it. But then again, even if he wasn't, it's a, a from software game. So everything's either dead, dying, or mad. I told uh, I told James um, off the podcast one day. I was like, to subvert people's expectations in this one, George R. R. Martin's going to be like, you thought this guy was going to die, but he didn't. Well, also the story is like kind of the same, apparently. Yeah, because yeah. You play as a tarnished. Which is like a low being, and I'm like, oh man, you know, on Dan are like that, on Kindle they're like that. One George yeah. R. Martin, I think he might have been copy and pasting. Well, oh. as we can clearly see, George R. R. Martin is only good for about five books worth of information. <laughs> um, it look, everyone listening to this podcast, I detest George R. R. Martin because he played so many suckers. Um, after he got a deal with HBO, the yeah. first couple of books of game of the Sword of Ice and Fire is a very, very good book series. It's very good. And if he had just finished that work, I would have absolutely no problem with him. In fact, James would have loved it if he'd been like, sorry, HBO, you can we can make this, but I got to finish my books first. Right. Just finish what you start and be humble towards the people that help you get to the point where HBO and From Software are recognizing you. Um, I just, I don't think the man has any more creative juices in his body. I this is also, from the creative perspective, just a little weird little side note. I think if you are a person who works creatively, it pays sometimes to like do something different. If you really love writing like fantasy stuff... Go write something like sci-fi. Yeah. Just to do something like entirely different. Yeah. Because it'll get you, it'll re it'll re-energize you. You have I to think, think in different ways mm-hmm. than you would typically. Perfect example, the guy who was who's a large part of the creative team for Yakuza does Super Monkey Ball. Yep. <laughs> So, you, know, I, you know, I didn't know about that until yesterday. Yeah, and you can see that he's still goofy no matter what he's doing. Yeah, but, but it's a like, very different type of goofy. It's a very different type of goofy. It's just, it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Elden Ring, it's coming out. I am... I'm I should preface by saying I do want to play this game. I yeah. just, uh, the hype for me is not there. I'm just, I'll see... You, you're I'm more doing. You're more in the, the space that James normally is. It's like, hmm... <laughs> not sure if one. I I just think from software could have done better. Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, do you want to run through the Nintendo Direct real quick? Uh, we can both do that. If you want. There's um, that's it for the uh, Summer Game Fest. All these other games are meh. Okay, um, I'll be quick, and then we'll talk about the main two. Um. Dragon Ball Kakarot Story is coming to uh, Dragon Ball Z's Kakarot Story and some DLC is coming to... Not DLC. um, 
it's coming as a set actually um it's coming to the switch that's pretty cool i like it i think it's great but i want to go cheaper um super monkey ball is 20 years old now um and they having their banana mania coming to the switch (laughs) if you like super monkey ball which a lot of people do it's a good fun game to watch i like to watch people speed run it um get it um danganronpa's whole trilogy um is coming to the switch for you edgy kids out there um life is strange true colors is coming to the switch i don't like life is strange i'm moving on uh <laughs> shimigami shimigami tensei 5 for you super edgelords out there is coming to the switch um i am in a weird place with shimigami tensei I don't like mm-hmm. them anymore, but I really like them as a teenager. Um, and I think they have that good edgelords content. I apparently, my brother's friends, some of them just aren't as bright as they should be because someone said, wow, Shimigami Tensei, that game sure does give me some mad Persona vibes. And I was like, if only you looked down and looked at what company made them. Moving it's on. Only. It's <laughs> only. Um... Um, WarioWare Get It Together is coming to the Switch. I am very excited about that. Yeah, that yeah real talk. Good. I'm super excited about more WarioWare. Mm-hmm. WarioWare is great. I love WarioWare. Those games are stupid, and that'll be a great game to play. I love how Wario finally got his own identity in being as weird as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they really capitalize it, and whenever he's in his video game, he d- actually he doesn't even wear his original Wario suit anymore. No, he wears that he like the one biker. with the biker outfit. Mm-hmm. Real talk though, the Wario Land games for the Game Boy series great. are actually great. Really yes, really they're good. amazing. Really good. I've also got to say, I like the cast of characters in his game. Yes, they all look different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know? love the uh, I love the the cat and the dog that are like mechanics. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what their names are, but they run like a car, like a like a mechanic shop. Yeah, oh, the yeah. little little the the little uh, little kid with the little game boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're all good. I love the Wario games. Um, for those of you who hate your friends, Mario Party Superstars is coming to the Switch. Um, <laughs> um, there's also this is also a big thing, and also at the same time, I finally looked at some gameplay of it, and my hype went down a little bit. I'm still going to get this game. But my hype went down a little bit more. Um, Advance Wars 1 and 2. Um, Reboot Re-boot Camp. Reboot Camp. Uh, um, you and Dustin love that little <laughs> Look, yeah. man. That, I like Adva- Advance Wars. No, no, no. no. the first tactic game. No, I was played. saying you guys like the little reboot part. The, yes, the, 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 re- the reboot, reboot camp. camp. Yeah. 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 Um, I love Advance Wars, boy. Like, I played the whole first one on Game Boy Advance. Um... I love it. Those are that's a great series. This one, they basically have redone it, like they said, a reboot of it. Um, it is much more like it has that feel that a lot of new Nintendo games are getting where they look like someone Crayola crayoned over stuff. Yes. Um, but in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Um last two And then also uh it's intelligent systems that did those, right? That made Fire Emblem, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yes. And Intelligent Systems makes good games. Um so definitely check that out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to playing those again now that I actually can play strategy games that I'm not terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to playing them again too. Um they're they're good strategy games. Um Kazuya's on Smash. Kazuya's is on Smash. It's you've, gonna be a meme for a while. Get ready, memes, right? Uh, you've seen the memes by now. 
Um, I will say the only thing I want to mention about that is I did love the ending of that trailer. <laughs> oh, where Kirby comes uh, back up. Yeah, it's yeah, Kirby. Yeah. Just, Kirby uh, just being Kirby over there. Um, last two things. Um, we'll save the other one after this one, and I'll just mention that we got some footage finally of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Um, it looks good. Um, it looks like a really expansive DLC, but it still looks really good. Link has, uh, what again? I know, go go ahead. I was going to say Link has like a little big full metal alchemist metal arm thing that everyone's excited about. I'm not really excited about that. Um, I'm more excited the fact that you can fall from the sky. Um, I just like that. Um... I don't. I can't make heads or tails. I got excited because I've been waiting for this for a long time. But if I sit down and think about it for a split second, I didn't get a lot. Plus, I need to play a Zelda game. That's the only way I get big and hyped on a Zelda game. I have to play it. Um, so I'm excited. But I think my my normal jadedness kicks in for anything. Even stuff I'm waiting to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but go ahead, Arnold. What were you going to say? Uh, I think they're trying to tie uh, Skyward Sword into this because the Skyward Sword takes it, place yeah, in, the take skies, place in the sky, and this new Zelda game has like I, I'm assuming I don't we don't so uh, but there's a lot of floating islands, uh, Breath of the Wild game. So it could based off the lore of Zelda. I have done lots of Zelda lore research in my free time. Um, the <laughs> Skyward Sword game. Um, the Skyward Sword games are actually the like progenitor series, so it's the it's technically the first one in the lore of Zelda. So everything that happens after Skyward Sword are all the other Zelda games. Skyward Sword is the first one technically because and- in Skyward Sword the the redhead creature is not Ganondorf. But later on, he becomes Ganondorf because he goes... They create a cycle where Zelda, Link, and Ganondorf are reborn all the time. And it's all based off the events that happen in Skyward Sword. Spoilers for anyone that's not played. (laughs) Um, Skyward Sword... Oh my goodness. Skyward Sword has a lot of lore in it. And it's hidden behind a very funky mechanic system. Um, I want to play Skyward Sword because I want to play the part where you take a creature's arms apart and beat it with it. Um, beat them with them. They're, they're ligaments. But I think it's also important to note that uh, Nintendo done it stupid where the amiibo, there's a Skyward Sword amiibo that's already been sold out and scalped already. That was selling for $25 and enabled you to fast travel in the game itself. Um, which is not something you should do for a $25 product. You should not hold something that makes that game much more accessible and easier to play um, through that, through a paywall. No, no. That's not something to put behind. It's not at all. That's significant of a paywall. That's a significant paywall for something that should be a common feature in all the game titles, regardless of if you can afford that amiibo. Um, 
It, it Especially $25. Like It's ridiculous. Like it's really maybe ridiculous. a regular priced Amiibo, like a $10 Amiibo gives you like fast travel and some like costumes or something right. like more significant. And it's also not going to be $25. Something like fast travel should not be locked behind anything in a video game. Um, I will sit here and ramble on about characters and costumes, but fast travel should not be one. Um, but yeah, anyway, last one on the docket for the news. I'm going to let Arnold lead us off talk about Samus Dreadlock. Just kidding. Samus Dreadlock? Oh my God, dude. I was so excited. When I saw this trailer, it was so good. It has the atmosphere of Metroid Fusion, which is the, Mm the scary horror aspect that they try to go for because you see the big mechanical robots just... First of all, they walk funny. Yeah, they're all um, quadrupeds for the most part. Yeah, they're all quadrupeds. When they're chasing Samus, they just lift their hind legs, climb over stuff. It's so weird. They also, yeah, like they're hunting Samus. Like there's parts yeah. where Samus is like hiding from one of them. Some fusion vibes here. Yeah, so yeah. like she gets, they show that she gets like a, a camouflage um, ability, which she has to use against the green one because the green one can see her no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm excited. They first showed it as Metroid 5, which was kind of weird. No, but it's because not. It is the fifth Metroid. It, it, it is, but... um, I guess, Well, yeah, I guess it makes sense. It's weird if you're not you, a fan of Metroid games and you think the Metroid Prime series is the only Metroid game out there. <laughs> and you were expecting Metroid Prime 4. I was. But- um, this isn't at Arnold, but like a lot of people um, were like, wait, what's this? Why is there a fifth one if the fourth one isn't out? I was like, you don't play Metroid games like that, do you, buddy? Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, it looks great. Um, it looks I really didn't good. watch too much of the gameplay because I wanted to keep that kind of a surprise. They did apparently have like an hour of gameplay they played at the, yeah because you but i didn't want to watch all of it so i didn't watch all of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it is yeah it it is going to be a good game from what i can tell it is not something <sighs> i do have some gripes though you do um one is the they they kept the aiming system that they had for samus return for the 3ds yeah um, now, obviously, you can use a Joy-Con to sh- just shoot forward and up and diagonal. But mm-hmm. if you want to be precise, you have to stand. I get. Uh, you have to stand still and hold the trigger. Mm-hmm. And then in the trailer and the gameplay, because I did watch a bit. I didn't watch all of it, but at the beginning, they show her getting like a new ability where she has to hold the charge while one of the robots are walking at. Her. That's I a, did not like that. Oh, you didn't but, like that? Okay. But but I thought over to myself, well, while it's charging, because Samus can't move, the thing is approaching her, like, at because the camera zooms in, like, right. at, like a cinematic zoom in, and she's charging it, and but the robot isn't just standing still. It's moving up and down, so you have to, like, aim. Right. So, I'm, like, from there, I'm like, well, it kind of gives you that, like, sense of, well, if you miss, right. you're about to die, right. which is, which I guess helps with the the fear as the dread the 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 fear aspect right but i i don't it's just weird for a 2d metro game to have like camera close up i mean 
maybe I like it. I, I mean, like I, after I thought about it, I'm like, okay, that makes. Yeah. But at the okay. beginning, I was like, kind of meh. Um, mm-hmm. the parry system. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they <laughs> brought that back from Samus Returns. They did change something now. Now she can dash and parry, so she can like insta kill. Some Here, enemies, if they like at this right time. So I guess that's cooler. But here's my question, though: Would you just have wanted just basic sem- um, um, sem- Metroid Fusion? Because like, I, I I'm looking at this from a gaming developer perspective, particularly a Nintendo development perspective. They mm-hmm. do like their gameplay mechanics first and foremost. Whether it hits or misses, they live with that afterwards. But I feel these new additions, one, once you play them, you may feel differently, but I think they're necessary to keep the game fresh. Yes. That that's, is quotation marks that. because it is Metroid and they don't make as many Metroid games. But I think I have to just I think you need play, to play it, it to get the feel of it because I've told James this and I told my brother this. I did not like the controls of Sam Returns. I never finished it because... The controls on the 3DS are small and they're cramped. And my fingers get cramped so much. But because we're playing on the Switch now, I feel like I'm not going to have that issue. So I guess I'll just have to play it to see if I enjoy it or not. Mm. Yeah, I I feel you need to try it out first. I think getting adjusted to it, I think it's going to be good. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for that. But I also am glad that they brought this game back from 15 years apparently. Mm. This this game has apparently been in the works. Well, it was canceled a long time ago. Mm. But then they brought it back. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure which studio. Um, but they worked with a studio to make... Uh, a different studio to make this game. The studio did really well. Mm. Okay. Well, we're going to stop with the news today. We're going to try to quickly move through our patch notes. Patch Notes, as everyone knows, is part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been up to, what we've been doing, what we've been watching. Um, We'll try to do it quickly, I guess. Um, We can speak about each of our stuff briefly, and then we can hop into our main topic. Dustin, what have you been up to? Um, A little bit of just a few different things. Uh, One is I've been playing some Epic 7 again, just trying to do a little bit to get some... Uh, I've been working my way through its PvP ranks, I guess, um, which requires like basically just doing some matches like twice a day when I get flags to do that. I'm kind of boring in some ways. I just kind of had to pick teams to get um, that match well with what I'm going up against because I can see what I'm going up against beforehand. Um, not not super exciting there. Uh, I have been reading a little black clover just to see if i could stand it at all um it's not really hooked me Mm, (laughs) like it's not horrible but it's not like i'm not oh i can't wait to read the next chapter which is what i've been with some 
series that I've really liked a lot, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I read it because it was on Shonen Jump, and I pay for Shonen Jump, and I haven't been using it much outside of the weekly updates and stuff, so I was like, I'll make use of my Shonen Jump. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I'm going to be trying to revisit it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not, like, wowing me either. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, let's see. I think that's most of what I have. I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, I've been playing some Monster Hunter World too. I know that's sort of old, old going back to an old game. I've been playing with some other people. That's always fun. Um, I did pick up Guilty Cure Strive, but I haven't had much of a chance to play it yet because I've been doing other stuff the time that I would have to do stuff. Okay. Of that regard. I'll have more on Strive when I actually sit down and play. I will say this. It's much slower paced to me than Fighters, which is a good thing because it gives it a different identity than Fighters. Mm. Since they're both arcs this game. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Combo, combo chains are not like super crazy long like they are in some games. And that, that gives it a little different feel too. Okay. Okay. Um, Arnold. What have you been up to? Um, so I've actually played. Um, I've said this in the disc. I don't know if any see see it. I saw it because. Mm-hmm. But um, the end is close. The dungeons will all be conquered. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Dark, I have now. I've actually defeated the first of three darkest dungeons. Um, there's two left, and then the final boss. It was not. Oof. <laughs> it was rough. All, all these bosses, I keep saying it's rough. It's because these last dungeons are going to be rough. Mm. Uh, I don't lose anyone, but like I told you guys, all those four uh, heroes I use, I can't use them. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So, yeah. Then... Because they, they will not re-enter the dungeon. And they actually don't count your roster anymore. I didn't know that. Because um, I have my roster up to 29. Mm-hmm. I forget. Uh, but once you send the four in, they're still on your roster. But then it, but then it said 20, 24 out of twenty eight something. Like, oh, I can get four more because they're not usable in the darkest dungeons. I'm getting close to being it. I also played a little bit of Hat in Time. Um, for people who are wondering, there's a chapter split in one of the worlds where you're helping a movie director either. The, the bird guy. Well, they're both birds. But one guy's like a... Um, I don't know what he is. He looks like a crow, but he's orange. Mm-hmm. But then there's the penguin. Right. Who's the bad guy. Uh, DJ Grooves. Um, but you have to get... like Each one of their levels have point systems. And there's like a meter at the bottom to say... To show who has the points. Um, and depending on how many points you get per level... DJ Grooves can win. Or the, uh, the conductor, which is the other bird guy, can win. Uh, I chose the conductor. The final mission, he just handed me the ha- the timepiece, and that was it. Okay. Because because I've seen I've seen the actual final battle, or the the battle against CJ Grooves, but I've never seen what happened if you make the conductor win. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll make the conductor win because you have to do the other ending no matter what anyway. At right. the, uh, further further in, not now. I can't do it now, but once you get uh at a certain point, you have to go back to it apparently. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to see what the conductor does. That man just handed me the timepiece. So I'm like, okay. Huh. That was easy. Sometimes it'd be like... <laughs> yeah, just he literally said, wait, what? Were you expected more? Nah, take it and get your ugly mug out my face. Jesus. 
Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go through what I've been up to. I've actually been up to a little bit more. Um, I won't go through my trails of zero because that is an RPG and it's ever going. Um, it's really fun. I was laughing out loud in a recent chapter, um, with a character. She's just hilarious. Just the, the jokes that are made in this game are pretty funny. Um, I've always enjoyed the comedy in the trails games. Um, I have had to be strong and not buy a couple of them because they are on sale for a very cheap price comparatively for trails games. The, the recent trail, not the recent, but the trails of cold steel, which I will eventually get to is Mm -hmm. on sale and good old games and I want it, but no money. So I can't do it. And I'm also trying to save up for Chris tales. Um, Mm -hmm. so good. Um, and I also want to play the Sakuna of Rice and Rain game down the line at some point. Um, so that's my gaming stuff, um, and wishes and whatnot, as, as, as it were. But I've been watching a lot of things, actually, recently. I recently caught up a little bit in the Dota, um, cartoon, the animation by Netflix. It's still good. I really like a couple of things in it. A lot of people compare it to Castlevania, which is really dumb. Like, they're not, not really similar. A, not similar. Yeah, they're not similar at all. It does try to have that darker tone, but it's not like Castlevania dark. Like Castlevania is like that raw darkness. Um, and it's it's good though. There's a few characters that I just hate. I know on the podcast I mentioned the elf girl. I hate her, and she's a main. She's like a good guy main character. I can't stand her. Um, I didn't. I couldn't stand her until her. Um, I could not stand her even when she was with her family, and I felt real bad for being real happy that they got murdered. Wow, they they got slaughtered, and I was like, "Thank you." And the main reason I was happy they got slaughtered was because they did not feel like a family. She calls them their family, but they just were really happy people who were lovers of each other, which is fine. They didn't feel like a family unit. They they felt like some thirsty young people. That's what it felt like. Like, I was like, oh, no, y'all don't fight enough. Like, y'all get along a lot well too with each other, um, which was fine. I just felt really bad. I was like, man, I ain't never been more happy to see a bunch of characters die in my life. Um, but even when they died, her character didn't change. She's still whiny. She was whiny when they were alive. Um, and honestly, she got them murdered. They didn't, they, they didn't want to go with her and she, they went and they died. Um, the dragon character, I thought he was a good guy and he's not, or maybe he is. It's weird. It's really weird. Some of the things, some of the decisions that are being done with the narrative is really funky and off and, it's awkward, but there's also really good portions. I noticed there's a character in it that looks exactly like Omni Man. Um, this <laughs> That's so it, weird. it almost <laughs> triggered me. Like, <laughs> um, he's a better character than the animated version of Omni Man, but hands down, just he's a better mm-hmm. character. But he looks like Omni Man. Um, and in his defense, at least from the animation perspective, he was written first. Um. <laughs> And he, he looks better than that shitty animation. Um, I watched the New Mutants movie. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. How was it? 
It, um, um, it is. I am a fan of the New Mutants comics. Um, yeah, they're good comics. I've read particularly, I think, the early 2000s run. I read all of that. Um, my favorite mutant is Magic. And this one was bad. This was a bad movie. It is not as bad as people say it is, but it is very bad. On a, if you were to compare it to another Marvel movie, is it more like X three levels of bad? Maybe okay. That is not. I actually. Like well, hold on, X3. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Question. Question. Yeah. So in the trailer. It was portrayed as like a horror. A type, horror. So a horror type this movie. is the is only it anything saving, like that? Yes. Yeah, so this is the only saving okay. grace of the movie, is that they do do a little bit of the horror. It's not as horrific because you literally know why it's happening. Um, the, it is um, for people who don't know. Um, Danny, I believe her code name is Moonstar. Moonstar. Yeah, Moonstar, a Native American mutant. She has empathic telekinetic powers. Basically, yes. she manifests whatever you're thinking. Yeah, she does like illusion sort of like psychic illusions though, so they can actually like impact yeah. you. Yeah. Even if they don't necessarily like exist in a physical sense. Physical sense. They so- cause like, they, it's like psychosomatic it's, kind of right. reaction. But if so, one like slashes you, you're gonna feel it, even though it didn't actually happen. Right. It's basically making your body do things that your mind thinks is happening. Yes. And um, so that's the whole concept. She finally gets her powers awoken. She can't control them, and she's creating all these horrible things mm-hmm. from people's minds. The characters are all bad. Which is a shame because all the new mean characters in the comics are good. They're pretty all right. I've never really latched on to Wolfsbane too much. She, lets she her- she's got some like interesting potential, she's, but she never really. So yeah. here's what I mean by that: Wolfsbane's yeah. whole character is that the church abused her. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's she's she's a church. she's and she's a slave to her religion. Like she really, yeah. literally, she's is. really, really religious. But she's also basically like a werewolf, right? Person. And my whole thing is that she never fully, even evolves. in the comics, she never evolves from that. She never is a person that's like, okay, I still have these beliefs, but these people are not who I connect with, mm-hmm. or I don't have this belief anymore, and I still want to be a good person. It's right. it's always, oh my goodness, I'm having a breakdown. Yeah, um, or or people just forget she ever had those issues at all, and she's right. suddenly like a right. random like, oh, it's cool hot wolf girl for some reason. Yes, so this one tries to do all of these with the characters. Um, I will say they made Cannonball a little, not a little, a lot more depressing. Um, really, he is the most depressing one of the group. Um, he is constantly sad. For now, in the in the movie, it makes sense. He he murdered a bunch of people, including his father, when his mutant powers woke, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. But it he feels so far removed from Cannonball 
that is yeah because like the op it's like basically literally the opposite yes. in the comics yes that his powers manifest and he saves people using them but then gets like judged as a mutant because he used his powers right so this is a very different cannonball um i didn't I don't like it. that because i like i like cannonball a lot he's one of my favorites i, I, I like him a lot too but i'm fine with the change it, they mm-hmm. just didn't do it well they didn't okay. do it well it, he that was his whole thing um the actor bless his soul they said do a southern accent and he found the most hick one he could think of um mm-hmm. and i don't know how cannonball actually sounds i just read him in the comic and he is very country but like yeah, he's from like kentucky kentucky but like it this felt like the guy i was like boy who throw some nuance it, in your voice. it felt like it felt like when they used to make movies and like everybody talked like they came out of gone with the wind yes that's exactly how he talks um oh, what's painful. his name um Sunspot. i feel like this is i feel culturally appropriated oh <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well um sunspot is um he's all right but sunspot is an afro-brazilian in the mm. comics so he yes. for those of you who don't know he's basically a black guy who speaks portuguese and is from brazil mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. In the movie, he is not. He's not an Afro um, Brazilian. The actor's Brazilian, which is actually part of his part of his character. Right, there. it's a very deep meaning. It's a big cultural thing. People are probably like listening, like, "Oh, so he's a light skinned um, Brazilian." It's more than that. There's so much more than that that's at place here. Afro Brazilian is a whole thing. There's a lot of social economical issues around it, and it is a very big um, thing for yeah. Because in the comics, it's a little random note. On the comics, he's also from a really wealthy family, though, right? Yes. So they started this expectation that people like, oh, you're not supposed to be rich because right. you're you're black. Essentially, yeah. that's what it is, and. Um, there in that's that character's issue um i like i like sunspot a lot too so <laughs> yeah sunspot's cool all the mutants are cool um magic so we're gonna get to my girl i love magic but they do so much wrong with magic first off magic is supposed to be kind of slightly not insane but she's not altogether within the same thought process as other people because of mm-hmm. her life she was yes. basically tortured in hell. Like, you know, she she has a very messed up life. But the way they do it is very, like, they make it very real, real world. Like, she was tortured by actual people as opposed to just demons and other things. Um, hmm. They also, um, you can tell the people who wrote Magic's character really just like her metal arm mechanic because... <laughs> People forget that her metal body forms around her like her brothers when she's using excessive amounts of magic. So that's why like her arm will go metal. And then if she keeps doing it, more metal comes on. She she mm-hmm. gets like an armor over her body. Um, they gave her her psi sword, basically her big magical sword. Um, it also but, feels a little bit like they tried to rush into all her like cool yes, plot development. Yes. In one movie when she got a lot of that over like years of comics. Yes. She had almost all of her powers and everything in this movie when she's like a young teenager. Um, she also has her blue, her purple dragon. But no, okay. But here's why the she, wait, why, why'd she get a purple it's, dragon? It's a whole thing. It's, it's you have to watch the Dragon Ball Z movie where they go to the dead zone and everything. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so many references I threw in there. Um, I'll explain at another note, Arnold. But so she she has that concept. But the dragon in the real world is just a puppet, and she talks through the puppet sometimes. So it's supposed uh, to, right? Hmm. It's supposed, to, yeah, right. That doesn't. It's supposed to be like, oh, she's this. She's so crazy. She talks through her puppet, and but then it turns out it's an actual creature. So I was like, so why would she? Why why would she talk? Why wouldn't she just carry like a pendant or something that represents that that character? Um, her character. Magic has never been the nicest person in the series, but she's a jackass in this one. Like, a legit mean person, like, in this one. Like, she's supposed to be the mean girl that's seen it all. And and don't get me wrong, she's acted, she's, she's played by Anna Taylor-Joy. Uh, not, is it Joy? I don't know if I got that one. Anya. I think I said my one of my favorite actresses' name wrong. I'm just going to say the oh, no. before I keep ruining and butchering it. Anya from The Witch. I love this actress. She is phenomenal. And I think she does what they've asked her to do for this character really well. It just doesn't feel like the direction and the writing for this character was well done. And then we come down to Wolfsbane, who is played by... Is it Macy? Macy? William? The, the, um, yeah, Macy. Macy um, from Game of Thrones. Right. Um... Wolfsbane as a character in all the comics is already written kind of lazily. Yeah, she's sort of... She is just... Okay. I have never seen a movie scream like lesbian love story so hard. Okay? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't care that... It's spoiler for everyone. Um... Danny and Wolfsbane hook up. They they become right. a couple. Unrealistically, by the way, because they've only known each other for three days. Uh, <laughs> and they just, let's do this. Look, one one of them. Elsa no. and Elsa. Anna can get her sandwich finished at the same day. <laughs> Why can't they? Look, all I'm saying is this. One of them murder their fa- their family in um tribe three days ago and the other one was getting burned by the people of her village in ireland to the point that she's like literally has like um brandings on her body they they really connected real fast um just your average tuesday <laughs> so i i would have liked this relationship to have been explored more it is done poorly, but that is her entire character. That's Wolfsbane's entire character. Abused Irish lesbian. That's her That's her thing. To the degree, and Dustin will appreciate this, and I wonder how many people who are like LGBT and watch this movie didn't approve of how they portrayed this. Because it felt, it didn't, it would be like this. And I'll give an example. I'll give it from my perspective. It would be like having a black person trying to enter an interracial relationship in the movie and they show a movie about interracial relationships because what happened in the movie itself Dustin they show nothing but scenes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Willow was coming out wow okay 
the quiet redhead small character who is exactly what Wolfsbane looks like in the movie was coming out and literally the next scene you would show her with Danny. Um, it was bad. It was bad. I went through all of this. Um, and we won't even get into the villain and how bad the villain was done in this movie. Um, it was all bad. I think if they wanted to explore a relationship with Danny and Wolfsbane, they should have done more to make me feel like this felt like a... It was rushed. This movie felt rushed. Everything felt like they had an idea and they had no time to do it. From the way they did Magic's powers, from the the trauma of um, Cannonball, which is probably the most explored part of the story, um, from the relationship of all the the cast members to the nuanced relationships like Danny and Wolfsbane, it was all bad. Um, it was bad. It wasn't a good movie. Um, but it was still better than what other people say it was. Um, the only reason I enjoyed it was because at the time, um, a very good friend of mine and my fiance's best friend was there and we were all just ripping into this movie about like how bad it was. Um, and lastly, I watched the X-Men Phoenix movie. Which is I've awesome. actually yet to see that or the Apocalypse one because I just kind of didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can get you. The Apocalypse movie. Yeah, I think. I, and and this is coming that. from someone who really liked First Class really yes. well. Yes. And Days of Future Past was like, it was okay. Yeah. Was right. My fiance did not like the Apocalypse movie. I didn't like it either, but she was, she was actually. <laughs> more upset about it than I, I was, which was weird. Um, um, this movie, I've only watched about 30, 45 minutes. I don't know if it's going to be worse than New Mutants, but it may be. Um, <laughs> there was there was a line. I'm going to sound... I'm sounding... <laughs> I sound so horrible because I just I just said that the lesbian scene wasn't done well, and now I'm about to rip into a female empowerment moment. <laughs> There's a part in the Phoenix movie where Mystique. Let's not even get on why Mystique is still a main character in the X band group, but Mystique, um, she um, goes and to Charles Xavier's room and they're arguing and she ends the line. She's like, the women are always saving the men around here. It should be called X women. And I said, a guy wrote that line. Like (laughs) a dude wrote that line and said, that's female empowerment. (laughs) My, my fiance looked up and she was like, what did she say? I said, let me go back so you can appreciate it twice. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Um, Mystique also is um, a hypocrite. Um, or at least um, the actress that plays Mystique wants more money because Mystique was talking about hiding away all the time to Charles Xavier as mutants. And then Mystique proceeds to be in her human form all the movie. Hmm. And I was like, hmm. what? 
<laughs> so anyway, that's what I was up to. Um, yeah, it was weird. I'm going to finish um, Phoenix at some point. See how it goes. Um, but let's get into the final part of our episode. Let's get into our key item. Today's key item is Final Fantasy VI. Final Fantasy VI being one of the biggest, most well-loved, cherished video games out there, um, particularly in the RPG circles. Um, yeah, it's it's the last one on the Super Nintendo. Yep. It um, is usually marked as Final Fantasy III. Yes, um, that's what it was in the someone U.S. Clear that up. US. Um, it is what most people, when they say old school Final Fantasy thinks of, and that's one of the ones that you'll probably hear Final Fantasy fans tell you, you must play. Um, let's go into it, shall we? So I'm going to kind of triage it a little bit. There's some things I know I want to focus mostly around the characters. If, um, you guys wouldn't mind starting there. And then we can branch off kind of in it. Um, but I'll let Dustin give a small synopsis of the plot if you want to. Um, so Final Fantasy VI, as we mentioned last one for Super Nintendo, conflict is focused on the Gestalen, I think is how you pronounce that. I'm going to make it extra German today. Gestalen mm-hmm. uh, Empire, which is conquering the world. Um, there's rebels opposing it, which is not a new plot to Final Fantasy. They had this in two, and also I think... Um, four as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the the opposing groups, the Returners, are basically the Rebel Alliance. Everything's kind of fantasy steampunk, which is what people often associate with Final Fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Big plot point is they're experimenting with espers, which are like your summons, basically. Um, one of the soldiers, Tara Bradford, Branford, is technically, technically, James and I are going to talk about this probably, the main character. Um, she's am- amnesiac. Um a bunch of other characters they pick up that are members of the Returners or peripheral to the Returners. Um, yeah, we got Edgar and Sabin, who are brothers, who are princes, tw- twin princes of, um, I think twins, maybe not twins, but they're brothers, whatever the case. Of um, what is it? My mind just went blank on the name of the kingdom. Figaro, Figaro. Um, we got a bunch of different people, but they basically start off fighting the Empire. Um, and then the Empire gets taken over by the Joker. I mean, Kefka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, essentially that's the main pl- plot of the story. And um, not going too far into all the nuances and stuff, I do want to focus back onto those characters and the dynamic of the story of itself. Because when you're playing the game, I don't, for me personally, I was talking with Dustin about this, I don't feel that story. The story is broken up into kind of how me and Dustin were talking about into vignettes. So each thing has its own um, encapsulating arc that has a greater purpose in the larger narrative. But because maybe in spite of or because of it, 
it's so detailed in those little vignettes that when they're done, they don't feel like they gave to the plot. They just feel like they're done Mm -hmm. um, to the characters. And I think it's because every character in this game is a main focal point character. They're all main characters, but every character is a main character. So from my perspective, for most of the game, I thought Locke was the main character. Um, and then I mean, I remember, what is it? Did you say Ceres? Is it Ceres? Which one? The, the Rune Knight. Uh, I think she's Selys, but I think it's supposed to be Ceres, I think as well. I think it was, it's, it's C-E-L-E-S is how her name is, is transliterated. Okay. So Selys, maybe? Selys. Um, Selyse I also thought was a main character. Then later on in my life, I figured out that like Tara is the main mm-hmm. character. And I didn't feel that at all from her character or anything like that. And it's weird because Final Fantasy VI is, <laughs> is well done. It's well written. The characters are good. The, the gameplay is fun. The music's great. But it feels like you are on a little bit of a... There There never feels like there's stakes involved. Until Kefka pulls his little thing. Nothing feels like something is at, at risk here. Because every boss battle, every situation has almost like comical results. You know, you fight the squid guy. Oh um, yeah, there's definitely some humor with uh, Ultros. Ultros, Ultros. yeah, yeah. They and, and it's like all of it's comical. Um, there's a whole play which was beautifully rendered for the Super Nintendo, but like it's an opera. It's yeah. an opera, you know. And and there's a there's a whole opera in um, my Trails game. It's great, but it works because they're teenagers. You know, these are like adults, and like there's this whole very grand fantasy element that's done so well but does not make me feel like I the world needs saving you know um yeah it's a weird place for me it sounds like I'm ripping into this game but I'm not I'm I'm saying that they did their characters and their vignettes really well to the degree that I didn't care about the main story you know um or at least the main story is not what I remember from it all, if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys can go into a little bit more detail. I don't just hog all that. Uh, Arnold, have you played three or six in any form? No, I've seen James play it though once. Okay. Uh, what did you notice when you watched? From what you remember when you watched James uh, play it back in the day? Uh, what stood out to you? I like the. The ninja? About apparently the ninja was like good or bad. So yeah, Shadow is weird. Shadow was apparently like, uh, I learned recently that he was intended originally for like five in a way because there was going to be a ninja class and they didn't have room for it. So they put it made a ninja character in six. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mentioned it um, on the last podcast. That was yeah, like, but uh, he came back. Um, Shadow was interesting because Shadow actually has some good plot to him, but he's entirely optional. He's one of the optional party members. Because mm. uh, you run into him and he's like, "Hey, it's like I'm a mercenary. It's like I'll join your party for X amount of gil." 
And if you do that, he runders around with you for a while. And I think it actually may check how many steps you take or something like that. I don't remember what it does. It uses some unseen variable yes. of how long he's with you. And then uh, after he, after that variable runs out, he's like, okay, that's what you paid before. Later, dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to basically, to get him permanently, I think you have to hire him every time he shows up. Mm-hmm. I think there's also a moment where he can die, depending on yes, what. Yes, he can die. Point. So, um, like... So the way he dies is that when you guys are escaping the little rock meteor thing, the mountaintop, mm-hmm. in the penultimate chapter of the game, um, you have to wait on him in game minutes to get to you. Huh? Or else he dies on that rock. So I remember this. I remember this. Um, one of my first playthroughs through this game, I was sort of using a guide i wasn't fully using one so i would like play through the game until i got stuck and then when i got stuck i would kind of go to a guide to help me out and then go back and keep playing until whatever so i passed out a whole by that time in the game i had understood everything i didn't need the guy's help for anything so i get through there and then the rock explodes right mm-hmm. and i'm like where's my ninja and then i looked it up and they were like you have to wait X odd amount of time for him to run to you. And I was like, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? Yeah, there's a lot of weird little things <laughs> with this. It feels the most in some ways like a game that we see later in terms of like little Easter egg things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you also get, I think this is actually probably the first one with optional party members, isn't it? Um, it is because you get because shadow you don't have to get mog is optional. Yes, um, which is also kind of unique. I think this is the only Final Fantasy game with a Moogle as a playable party member. I think. Hold up, searching, searching, searching. But in the meantime, why you look it up? Mo- oh uh, no, mog I'm like really mentally. Li- I'm I'm mentally searching. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, I'm not actually searching. No, yeah. um, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, there are some other oddball uh, party members in some different games, but I think this is the only one where the Moogle is a party member. Yes, he's also a really friggin' weird party member because he's a geomancer, and so like he does spells based on mm-hmm. what the stage is that you're on. Mm-hmm. Like, is it is it a forest? You get a forest stuff. Is it mm-hmm. water? It's water stuff. I will That's argue this one cool. point. So it is. It is cool. So Mog is pretty cool. I was gonna say there's technically a Moogle. Yeah. This is me being this is me being hyper hyper nerd on Final Fantasy. In yep. Final Fantasy Nine, uh-huh. Eco gets her friend. Um, I think his name is actually Mog in this one, in that one too. Uh-huh. Um, don't quote me on this everyone. Um, we're gonna call him Mog. Mog is a Moogle that's her friend. At a certain point, I'm finna totally spoil this. It's a very sad moment, everybody. Don't Mog- say it. You should have been playing this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I fine, fine. Uh, okay. This will be the only spoiler. You need to play this game. There's a point where Mog sacrifices himself to save her. Mog dies and is reincarnated as a um as a summoning spirit. Ah, so he's a summon. So he's a summon. So technically, yeah, but you're right, Dustin. You're right. He's the only playable one. Yeah, he's the only (laughs) full-fledged party member, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, I think 8 also has a summonable Moogle, too. I'm not 
You are right. Yes, you are right because that's the um, whole thing. Go ahead, though. Yeah, but yeah. So you get um, you get Mog, you get Yumaro, who is a Yeti. Like literally, he's like Romano mm-hmm. Snowman. That's that's what he is. Um, he doesn't talk, but he's really strong, and that's mm-hmm. like his his thing. Uh, he's Mog's friend, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you get a lot of interesting stuff that way. Uh, really diverse cast in this game. Like um, four had a lot of cast members too, but five did not. Five had like we, as we mentioned last time, like five people and only four at a time. This one was like, you really had to pick and choose who you're going to take. I wonder if that's part of why they did all the stuff with, um, you can kind of see, I think a different approach to the storytelling with this one, Mm -hmm. because in four, you, they rotated out the party. Like somebody would die or somebody would be incapacitated or somebody would betray you. And so they'd be gone Mm -hmm. and then be replaced by somebody else. And six, they did all these vignettes to like yes. give you some story time with each each character. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd split up the party. Like you'd have one party that's like Sabin and Cyan, who's a samurai and also kind of cool. He's got a good story. I like I like Cyan a lot. Um, and Shadow, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you guys dunk a train. That's where yeah. the meme comes from. Literally, literally, yeah. This is the one that the meme comes from. There's a shirt of it. I kind of want that shirt. <laughs> um, there's a train boss, like a ghost train. And um, there's nothing keeping Sabin from like suplexing the train, which yes. is ridiculous. Suplexing is one of his abilities, and you can <laughs> yeah. suplex the train. He can just lift anything. And Sabin, the thing that makes it so funny is that Sabin's sprite is the size of a creature's foot. Yeah, like because all the all the player sprites are much smaller than the the uh, monsters. The mo- Yes. And like the monsters are done in this high artistic detail while the sprites tend to be cute little chubby things. And you see this little cute little thing just come grab this uh, from its size, the size of like a skyscraper and just dunk it. Um, And it's it's funny. It's a funny game. And I think that's the thing about Final Fantasy VI. It's such a fun. It's one of those games that aged well, is done Mm -hmm. well is good it's a classic for a reason like chrono trigger with me where all these elements focus so well together but when i look at it as a grand scheme i'm like i never felt pressed in any situation because there's so many funny like even when the characters take damage and stuff it looks funny so i can't mm-hmm. i can't feel bad i'm not afraid because they look silly you know, um, and I don't know what that says. It's not even an indictment against it. It's just, it's something it's I know. you're a <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. suffering of other people. Maybe it is. And But I love these games. I just never want to play them again. And that's, Can we, on that note, I actually want to play 6 again. But here's the weird thing about it. This game has the worst ports. Like <laughs> we, I, I think I know how to fix that. I, there is we, I actually <laughs> literally I could fix this right now. I shouldn't say this because I could play the Super Nintendo version on the SNES mini because I have one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's got some bad ports, though. Like the GBA yep. version is apparently a really good port. Like they uh, yes. fixed a lot of things. Yes, that's uh, they funny. added some extra content to it. It's really good. That's um and because of that, <laughs> for some reason, Square's like, you know what? Let's just make a crappy iOS port and just keep re-releasing. 
the let's G- like take the beautiful sprites of this game and like run them through a, a like a paint filter for some reason. The GBA port is the best one. Um, I played the GBA port. Um, that was my first introduction to it, um, and it's good. It's yeah. a good port. Mine was the I played the original like a little bit on the Super Nintendo. Um, Chrono Trigger was my game though, uh, but I also had the I have I probably still have somewhere the Final Fantasy Anthology, the one for the uh, PlayStation, the mm-hmm. port, mm-hmm. which is just the Super Nintendo version. They didn't get the edits the GBA version had. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that being as something we could play down the line, definitely. Um, possibly I would play Twitch. it again. Yeah, yeah. like it, it would not be a bad idea. Um, yeah, it's a good game, folks. Um, I know I may have sound like I was crapping on this game. I'm not. Six is good. It's up there in my top Final Fantasy games. I would tell anyone to play it. Um, it feels good. It feels fun. It is if characters are enjoyable. If you're um, one of those weird people out there that only think that Chrono Trigger is the only good RPG you could play, you'll like six. Mm-hmm. You will like six. They are really weirdly like siblings in a sense. And they have that same feel. And I think a lot of it is probably the same creative team because companies were not as massive as yes. they are now. And so probably a lot of the people at Square worked on both, if I were to guess. And I'll be honest, I keep talking about the comedy breaking up the story and stuff like that. But there is something to be said with having some humor in your goddamn games. Um, yeah, there's a good balance with levity. There was something yeah. uh, something I watched a while back. I don't remember what it was, but it was like just constantly beat you down heaviness and it was like y'all you gotta have some kind of have some some breathing room here mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah no no i agree i agree and then you can also do the opposite and just do a marvel movie where we gotta make cracks in every every other scene right and then there's the other side where everything's overly funny and i i see that in my game um like my trails game right now mm-hmm. there's comical moments there's very serious moments um and there's like the cool edgy anime moments. Like it's they mm-hmm. have multiple parts. Um so it maybe that's why I enjoy the Trails games right now. They have that they have a they're a little bit more grounded than Six and um and Chrono Trigger at times, but they have that feel of these games. Um the more complex battle system, of course, is in it, but it has those feels in like I think that's saying something of like um, the ability to learn from your elder games and incorporating that into the new stuff. Um, so yeah, I I like six as my closing statement. It's a good game. It's definitely one of the games where you could understand why Square Enix was put on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It is better than seven. Come at me. Um, what? <laughs> How could you say that? It's far better than seven. And oh. <laughs> Get ready, everybody, because when we talk about seven, I got stuff to say. <laughs> I got yep. so much to say. I got. I'm gonna praise it first. It did a lot of stuff good, mm-hmm. but I'm it has my. It, it probably out. has my favorite summon in the entire series. Is it Knights of the Round? It is Knights oh of the Round. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Knights of the Round. Everyone likes Knights of the Round. I have. No love for Knights of the Round. My favorite summon is 
not counting characters from nine because I'm biased. Final Fantasy VIII's Diablo. Diablos is really because yeah. he <laughs> summons a ball. Okay, I a ball this, of gravity to this day. <laughs> to this day, he also I, has a really creepy. I want to talk about the when we get to the the, the Final Fantasy VIII episode. I have a lot to say about the weird creepiness in VIII that I'm not even sure is always even intentional. So Diablos, the thing for me is that he has a ball of dark energy and gravity. But the way he throws it at the enemy has always stuck in my brain because he puts it into he puts his hand inside of it. And, and it's like gooey it. almost. Yeah. He pulls it down like a heavy glop ball and he yeah. lunges uh. it. And the way he does it, though, you can tell it's about to fuck their shit up. And you also, uh, so good. Like, I like Le- Leviathan a lot about that one. But we'll Leviathan, save that for yes. later. Leviathan. We- all my favorite summons actually come from eight, but we will eight get to has the best summons because the summons are a big part of the plot. But we'll yes. talk about that. Yes, yeah, so we'll stop there. Um, me and um, um, Arnold have to go recruit because we're going to be doing our recording yes. very soon. Um, on Twitch, if you're listening to this, it's already happened. But yeah. um, but yeah, you are too late. <laughs> um, please, yeah, please do check us out. Um and whatnot. We'll be twi- um, doing Twitch um throughout um the year. It's at twitch.tv slash key items podcast. Um yeah, join us and send us your suggestions. Um, but anyway, once again, I am your host, James, with the Key Items Podcast. Thank you. And as always, I am joined by Dustin and Arnold. And thank you all for listening. Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. Thank you for playing.